0: Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to another edition of Fair Ones and Fairways. I feel like this is a big show, even though it's just our second official podcast, but it just so happens there's a big fight coming up this weekend, and I'm excited to get into it. Matter of fact, ladies and gentlemen, uh, glad to introduce to you a good friend of mine. is going to be a staple here on the program. Matter of fact, we're kind of building this thing together my man fernando hurricane revis is in the building what's up man hey man thanks for having me here i know we've been talking about this for a while man and <laughs> i'm just happy to be here man hey man you know what i'm excited yeah me and fernando we've been talking about doing this podcast for years right yeah it's been a good while has man. it been yeah. oh man it makes me cry it feels crazy to say that uh but excited that we are finally doing it and uh, man just show number two we had my man uh ivory towns on show one he called in from okc but sitting right here in studio with me uh hurricane is in the building brother and it's good to have you yeah well
1: thank you for having me once again and uh i just look forward to talking about boxing because you know we can talk about that all day
0: dude all day (laughs) all day man we truly love the sweet science matter of fact real quick since this is your first time uh you know people hearing your voice on this platform uh, give us a little bit of your background because i mean you're a fighter trainer all that yeah yeah so uh I
1: started boxing probably when I was like 17. I had about 25 amateur fights. Um, I won the Golden Gloves at an obvious level back in 04. I won it again in 05. And then uh, I turned pro uh, in 2015, had one pro fight, and then I kind of just started coaching fighters and managing fighters. And uh, I have a few local fighters around here that uh, I'm working with right
0: now. Love that, man. Love that. Uh, matter of fact, I uh, saw you in action a- as a coach uh, recently. Uh, we saw our guy, Caesar. Yep. Uh, another guy goes by the name of Tank. Yep, Tank. Tank Marcus, yep. <laughs> yeah, undefeated. man. Had a chance to go see him up at the uh, Buffalo Run Casino in Miami, Oklahoma. Uh, same venue where I actually saw uh, the boxing debut of Kimbo Slice years ago. Uh, so great venue. They've done some great upgrades over there. And, yeah, we got to see your guy in action. By the way, amazing performance. Thank you, thank you. Uh, We
1: just, uh, we were satisfied with the performance. Uh, I just, you know, it looks like the judges took the night off that day. (laughs) Let me tell you Um, what, man.
0: (laughs) I don't care what level it's on. It's, for some reason, judges, they have a certain way on every level of the sport, from the ones we see on the big pay-per-views all the way to these kind of fights where these guys are earning, you know, earning their stripes, going up the ranks. Uh, I don't know how they got that one wrong.
1: Yeah, no, we were surprised. I mean, and I'm a very honest coach. I'm I'm not going to tell my fighter he's winning when he's losing right um you know we thought the first round was pretty close and then uh from the second round on i mean i had my thumbs up in the corner i was telling him, dude you're doing good stick to the plan we can probably get him out of here yeah and we heard him a bunch of times and uh we just couldn't finish this guy right but uh when the you know when the last round ended we we were satisfied we thought we had a, a good uh we thought thirty nine, thirty seven would be fair. Sure. And uh, one judge had it forty, thirty six the other way, and I just, I mean, it just blew my mind. I, I was completely shocked.
0: Pretty, pretty incredible, man. I mean, I was, I was sitting there uh, pretty close to ringside watching the fight, and uh, everybody I was with, we were talking about it. Even the people just around us. I said, man, I mean, I don't think you can dominate a fight any more than that, outside of knocking somebody out. And so when that when that decision came down, you know. One of those things, man. Yeah.
1: Well, we just, you know, we'll move on. You know, he's still undefeated. I mean, it was a draw. So at the end of the day, you know, he's still undefeated. We're not happy with the draw, obviously, but right you know, it could have been worse. And so we just move on onto the next and uh hopefully we'll be back this summer.
0: Yeah. Well, I-, I look forward to it, man. And uh you know, transitioning from from that tank to gervonte tank Davis. We're gonna start right here at the top of the show because listen. Uh, this is how would you, this is what they call a super fight, even though it's not, you know, a Mayweather Pacquiao, these two big names that have been established. Listen, Tank Davis, uh, is a champion. He's been dominating, uh, Ryan Garcia. Let's talk about this a little bit. Okay. Cause, uh, this is being billed as a super fight and I, you know, what I like about it, what I really like about it is that we've got two guys kind of in the peak of their powers who are going to go ahead and put it on the line. We don't get that very much anymore in the sport of boxing. For one reason or another, a lot of politics, a lot of yeah. money, a lot of leveraging, a lot of posturing. We don't get a lot of guys. We, we, like Mayweather Pacquiao, for example, uh, I just throw that out there. They met probably 10 years too late.
1: Yeah, very late,
0: very late. Um, but these guys are in their primes. Yeah, yeah, a- a- yeah. Some might even say Ryan is not in his prime yet. But we're, nevertheless, we're getting to fight two guys who are young, putting it on the line. That that should be that should be celebrated, yeah,
1: and what I will say is that it's probably not a huge mega fight, but it's a fight with mega implications there you go because the winner of this fight can potentially be the next face of boxing mm. uh tank is already trending there he's you know he's got the experience he's got the pay-per-view fights you know uh big resume he's knocking people out but you know Ryan Garcia has a huge following right how he got that following you know it's 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 not our fault, you know, he right. it's not the boxing community's fault. You know, right. he, he earned that following, you know, sure. but, but he also has it because he, he has a big amateur record. You know, right. I think it was like over hundred fights. Or See maybe pe- more. people forget that about Ryan. People forget they think he's just green. He's got a he's yeah. got a great amateur pedigree. Yeah, they call him a social media star, but he's an actual boxing star. Sure. And if you've seen his fights, I mean this kid can he can punch. He can, <laughs> he can punch. punch. And and this might not be a popular take, but from what I've been observing, I think he might hit harder than Tank, and I think they're very well aware of that. And uh, he's quicker. He's if these were two gunslingers, I think Ryan is quicker to the to the draw. Right. He's quicker, but um, I just think Tank is a lot more wily. He's got you know
0: years of experience. That and, that, that experience. And I think that's going to be a big factor. I think it's boxing IQ too on the professional level, and especially being in part of these big events. Now Ryan is used to the camera, is used to the lights, but not in this caliber of fight. Uh, I think it's new territory for him where Tank is probably going to be a little bit more comfortable in there just given the atmosphere and what's at stake. Um, but, Leia, let's, let's break this thing down a little bit, man. So, Javante Tank Davis, uh, undefeated world champion, 28-0 with 26 knockouts. Pretty impressive record right there. That's a really good record.
1: I mean, he's got uh, numerous championship fights behind him already. I think he won it when he was like 16-0. and Right. So, I mean, he, you know... He's, he's been here, right, and he's used to being here. so for him, you know, this is in a situation where where uh, he's under high pressure mm-hmm. whereas Ryan Garcia, this is his moment where if he wins this, he's arrived, right. It's his um, right. coming out party, if you will. So you know that, that's what's intriguing about this fight is that uh if Ryan Garcia lands that left hook, and I, and I think he's going to have to do it early. Right, in my, in my opinion, he's, he's gonna, gonna to ha- surprise him. Get he's him in ha- there. He's gonna have to do it early because, you know, Tank can get you out of there with one mistake. And I think uh, he's gonna rely on his uh, on his uh, experience and uh, take him to deep waters. I think that's what Tank is going for. He's trying to take him
0: to deep waters. I think and, he's even said that in and, some of and, the behind and, the scenes stuff. and
1: and normally in press conferences, people say that and don't mean it. But I think I really do think Tank wants to take him to deep waters. Because I think that's his best chance. If he can weather that early storm, because it's going to be a storm early. Sure. And he's going to face some adversity early on. Um, But I think after five or six rounds, that's when the fight's really going to get interesting. Because, uh, you know, Tank, Tank will get you there. I mean, he... He can get you out of one mistake. You saw with Roley. Roley Roley was giving him uh, all he can handle. He was giving him a great fight. Here's a a good question. He
0: was. He was. Uh, Matter of fact, uh, Tank's previous fight, I thought uh, the opponent gave him uh, a heck of a fight until (laughs) until he got popped, you know, Um, which was another Garcia, by the way. (laughs) Um, But uh, Tank Davis, I've always wanted to see him face somebody with real firepower, and he's fought a couple of guys. I think maybe one true guy who had real fire power which was Roly Romero yeah. um where if we're gonna compare pop where does Roly and 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 Ryan like match up because I mean you know we want to take a look at who he has faced and what he's getting ready to face and I think that's the most comparable fighter on tank's resume when it comes to power how would you rate and where you know where would you scale Roly's power versus you know Ryan's power yeah. well I think like with Roly
1: he has more um Thudding power, mm-hmm. you know, kind of. I don't want to say clubbing, but he hit, he hits hard, and you can tell. Yeah, yeah. And, uh But the difference with Ryan is he he can do that to you quicker. He's faster with his hands. Snap on his punches. A lot more snap, and you know, with the blink
0: of an eye, he can knock you out cold. I, I'll be honest with you, Ryan has some of the snappiest punches I've ever seen. Very. And that's very that's saying something. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That's saying something because what do you what do you think of? all the boxers throughout time. And and I'm not trying to say Ryan is on those guys' level, some of the legends. I'm just saying the execution of his punches, his snap, is remarkable. Yeah. And, you know, the only other fighter that I can think of that
1: had um, as quick and powerful left hook was probably, like, a young Oscar De La Hoya. Oh, man. Probably, someone like that. And that's saying something, and, too. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, he just he gets it quick he, he throws it quick he's very fast with his hands his right hand's respectable as well but his left hook is his money punch
0: i mean you sometimes and seriously you have to go back and look at the slow motion replay to understand what happened that's how fast he's slinging that thing in there yeah and even in the slow motion replay <laughs> it, it
1: look i mean i don't know if you've seen the javier fortuna yeah uh, yeah highlights they're showing that looks pretty quick in slow mo
0: so yeah pretty pretty impressive <laughs> pretty impressive stuff man uh yeah, man, Javante Tank Davis again, 28-0, 26 knockouts. Ryan Garcia, man, 23-0, 19 knockouts. Um, King Ryan, as they call him. Um, <laughs> he says he regrets the time they they carried him out on the on the little throne there. He said yeah. he'll never do that again. He had a tough night that night. Um but Ryan, like you said, man, a lot of people want to just write him off as this new era of boxer that's you know, social media guy, but he's been dedicated to the game for a while. We can't take that away from him. He's a young man, but he's been boxing the
1: majority of his life. Yeah, I know. And he's built it up with his amateur experience. I mean, he's fought Devin Haney, I think what, four times in the amateurs. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he's seen the best of the best. And, you know, I mean, I don't know how many times they, uh, or I don't know what the series was. It was like 2-2, like, you know. Something like that. Or somebody, you know. But, I mean, he's seen the best, you know, and he's facing adversity already in his career when he fought uh, Campbell when he got dropped and he got
0: up and was able to win by knockout himself. And I think that's the most impressive thing on his resume was, was when he did get caught. Because, you know, it, it, it's one thing, right, for a fighter uh, to go out there, be impressive, and then he meets uh, some adversity and then, you know, either it works or it doesn't. Man, when you see a fighter, especially a young fighter with all that pressure and all that hype on him, get caught. And he got caught good. Yeah, he He got caught good. Uh, Get up and keep his foot on the gas. It's not like he got timid. It's not like he got scared. It's not like he changed his game plan. He just got up, got right back to doing what got him to the dance, and executed well and got the devastating knockout. My favorite kind of knockout is a body shot. And boy, did he land that shot. No, he did. It was impressive. Impressive. So anytime I can see a fighter face adversity – and push through it in that kind of fashion. Again, you gotta give the guy his credit.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, and I kind of knew he was the real deal when he fought Duno. I don't know if you saw the runner mm-hmm. Duno mm-hmm. fight. Mm-hmm. He had beaten a couple prospects uh himself, right. Duno and he was knocking them out. And Garcia got him out of there in one round. Quick lift hook, put him down. I, I think I had to watch the replay a bunch <laughs> of times because I couldn't see it. What happened? But uh but yeah, and then he, you know, steadily Increased his opposition. And like I said, you know, when he got to the Campbell fight, he faced adversity for the first time. He got dropped. He kind of, you know, stepped back with his chin up. And then he got caught with that. Was it overhand left? He got mm-hmm. caught with it and uh, he got put down. And he went down hard. Yeah. And uh, but he was able to get back. He got his brains back. You know, he got his legs under him. And he was able to regroup mm-hmm. and started working the body. And that's what paid off for him. That's what it did. You know, it. Yeah. It, w- it was a situation where, you know, not every young prospect can bounce back from that. That's right. And, and he did. So, you know, that kind of tells you that he's mentally tough as well. Yeah.
0: He, he, can, he can face adversity and overcome it. He doesn't, okay, I'm done. This is not working out. All of a sudden starts scrambling. He sticks, with the, sticks to the script and the game plan and goes out there and continues to execute. That, I, listen, not, not everybody can do that. And, and I think that's a, a credit, man. Again, uh, one of the reasons why we're looking forward to this fight, what in the world is going to happen when these two guys uh, face each other? You know, I was talking to somebody about the fight, and uh, they were they were saying, and this is a casual fan, uh, and that's I love talking sometimes because, <laughs> you know, man, we get off into it real yeah, deep. Yeah. But anytime you get a chance to engage a casual fan, it's always interesting to get the perspective, f- fresh eyes, you know what I mean, o- on it. And uh, they were saying that, you know, these two guys are very different personalities. I don't know if you've been watching the behind-the-scenes stuff. The yeah, All I've access. Seen, I've seen some of it, yeah. Uh, very different personalities, but both 100% believe that their truth is going to outweigh the other one, right? Because that's what we're going to find out. We're going to find out in the ring, you know, whose yeah. truth is going to weigh a little bit more that night, you know? Um and and, and, and you know, it's, it's an interesting dynamic because they are very different from their upbringings, where they come from, but somehow have arrived in this same place. They'll be in the same ring, right, uh, coming up uh, this weekend, which, again, very much looking forward to. Um, let me ask you this. You talked earlier about and we, we discussed when Garcia got knocked down by Campbell. Yeah. Uh, doesn't it make you wonder what happens if he gets caught? With that kind of shot from Tank, yeah. Well, I'll tell you right now, Luke Campbell is not Javante Davis. <laughs> That's right. So, not by any stretch of the imagination, and, you know, Yeah.
1: Javante Davis is overhand left. I mean, it'll put you in another dimension. That's right. And if he takes the same step back with his chin up high,
0: uh-huh.
1: I mean, Javante Davis will have a field day with that. I mean, it'll just it'll be like clockwork. It just.
0: W- would you say, as a trainer, let's say you were let's say you were in Tank's corner. Uh, do you see that as a like? As one of those things that sticks out to you? Because they say Ryan is so offensive, he forgets to be defensive at times. Would you agree, or is that overhyped? That's a little
1: bit of both. I mean, okay. he, he, he's very smart. You know, he does set traps for you. You know, but I would definitely tell him, if I was Tank Davis' trainer, I would definitely tell him, be on the lookout for that. For that, you know, when he pulls back with his chin up. Pulls back straight back. Yeah. Yeah. Be on the lookout for that because that's gonna be easy money for you. <laughs> easy money for you. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> be on the lookout for that and you know, be on the lookout for his traps. I don't know if you saw how he knocked out um Fonseca, Francisco Fonseca. He put up his hands like he was gonna block. Uh-huh. And he did it once. And when he did the second time, he threw a I guess he went for a punch and and he threw that left hook before he got there. Mm. Knocked him, knocked him out cold. Knocked him out, knocked cold. Him out cold. and. So he's very smart uh, at setting traps. He's he's gonna he's got his own. Uh, he's
0: got uh, I don't want to say tricks, but he's kind of wily himself. Sure, you know, he's,
1: he's got his own. You know, he's cagey.
0: Man, again, why this fight is so intriguing, right? If you were advising Ryan Garcia, it's hard for me to find it. Maybe you can find it. Maybe you can point it out a little bit better than I could. I mean, where are Tank's weaknesses? Well, you know.
1: Some of Tank's weaknesses are that he can get hit with straight punches. Sure. Keep the punches straight. You know, believe it or not, Leo Santa Cruz was doing pretty pretty
0: good against Tank. He until, was doing until, good. Until
1: he got caught because he threw too many straight rights in a row. Sure. but I would He say, went to the well one
0: too many times yeah. with that. Yeah. <laughs> he paid yeah. for
1: it big time. I would just tell Ryan Garcia, look, you know, be sharp on your defense, but press him. Use your straight punches. Use your jab. Set him up. You know, set him up for those punches that you, for the – for the the money punches, set him up for that. Set him up for your hook. You know, take your time, be patient. You know, and uh, you know, use your jabby way on the inside. When you get him to the ropes, that's where you do your work. You know, because I don't think Tank can fight very well off the ropes. Mm. I say that, but then I think about <laughs> did Well, but that was a different situation. That was, uh, and uh, Roly you know, was very wild.
0: I mean, yeah, very he wild. He was,
1: and you made him very uncomfortable. Yes. So, I mean, it was it was a crazy fight.
0: But, you know, I look at it, it's funny, man, because I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm going to go ahead. I feel, feel like we're f- far long enough in this episode where I can go ahead and say this. From the moment this fight was announced, I always in my mind thought it was more hype than actual competition. I just don't, couldn't think in my mind how Ryan Garcia is actually going to be victorious against Tank Davis. Uh, so, I'm giving you everything right here. I, I yeah. think Tank Davis... Is a favorite for a reason. I know as the hype builds and as we get closer, that line gets a little bit closer. But I just think Tank knows what he's doing in there. He's gonna know what to look for. He's gonna know how to execute when he gets his opportunity. I can't see twelve rounds coming and going without Tank hitting him with that, with that Tank Davis special. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Well, uh, uh, you know, I just can't see him. I just, I just, I don't know, man. I think Tank's got this. I, I I think Ryan is still maybe just a little bit too green for this kind of fight. Um, but again, it's boxing. And we're talking about two explosive fires. Ryan, he's got these punches that are just, where did they come from? You know, yeah. I mean, and, and they're dynamic. So anything is possible. But I'll say this, though. I say all that to say this. Yeah. In his last fight against Hector Garcia, I'm talking about Tank here, in his last fight against Hector Garcia, dude, he was getting tagged by Hector Garcia, yeah. who, you know, it was just a fight to get to this fight, to stay busy and and, and to work on some things. Man, uh, Hector Garcia, until he got stopped, and he was stopped, you know, he got hit, he got thudded. Again, mm-hmm. Davis was able to do his thing. Tank was able to do his thing. Uh, it made me scratch my head a little bit, like, wait a minute. Yeah, no, he gets hit, for sure. He yeah. Gets hit. He gets hit. Because if he gets hit, just like we were talking about the whole Campbell comparison when Ryan got hit, if Tank gets hit the same way that he was getting hit by Hector Garcia, if he gets hit that same way by Ryan Garcia, boy, anything is possible. Here. And and I like to see how Tank uh,
1: handles himself coming off the canvas. Right. You know, because I think— Something we haven't had had to see yet. Because I think it would be a—it's a major possibility it'll happen in this fight, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I agree with you. I think, you know, at the end of the day, his experience, Tank's experience will will be what carries him to victory. But I just think the first four rounds, he's going to go through hell. Mm. I, I, I truly believe that. Is that where the most
0: danger is for Tank? Yes. Yes, because right rounds,
1: he has to get off fast. He's got to get going quick. And if he can't do that, you know, by the time the halfway point of the fight reaches, I think Garcia might be in some trouble. Because that's when uh, Tank starts to cook. Mm. That's when he gets going, and um, the the way I'm seeing it, and the way that I've been kind of talking with people and predicting it, I've been saying it's going to be an 11th round knockout for Tank. I think, uh, you know, I can I can also see Ryan Garcia winning on points, and you know, and then somehow getting caught. Okay. And uh, so, but I I do think no matter how it kind of goes, I think I think uh, it'll be Tank by knockout, probably in the 11th round, and it'll be a highlight reel knockout.
0: Okay, so official predictions here. You're saying 11 round knockout Tank. Highlight real knockout. I w- you know, we're pretty much on the same page. I was saying 10th round. 10th round knockout for Tank. So we we're, yeah. we're on the same page. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and like I said, I could you know, I could see one judge having it even. I could see even Ryan Garcia winning by a point or two cuz he, you know, he probably got the first four. Yeah. The way I'm I'm thinking it will happen. So I can see him leading on the scorecard and then he gets caught. Yeah. He gets caught and it's going to be highlight real knockout and There'll be a few memes. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a few memes for about a week or two. Oh, and then, the internet's you know, so
0: sick. But, uh, <laughs> the
1: internet's so sick. But, you know, that being said, you know, all the I wish all the best to Ryan Garcia. You know, yeah, man, he's listen, a young guy and he's taking a risk and not a lot of fighters do that these days.
0: That's right, man. Uh, uh, you know, and for, for all you boxing fans out there order this fight, don't bootleg, it. don't bootleg it, don't illegal stream it. I know how you guys do it. If we want more of these fights, because that's the one thing boxing fans always say, why are these fights not happening? Order this fight, support what you want, vote with your dollars, and, and hopefully this can be a new trend, man, of guys fighting each other in their primes, willing to put it on the line. You know, so much has been made of having an o on your record. Yeah. Man, historically, throughout the sport, the O is not as much as you think it is. It's no. about the body of work. It's the resume, who you fought, when you fought them. Yeah. You know, Floyd, God bless him, and I love Floyd, and I give him his credit, yeah. one of the best fighters of all time, maybe the greatest defensive fighter of all time. You know, he kind of got a lot of these young guys thinking you got to have the O. Uh, don't, d- don't buy into that. I, I would encourage you to, to not put so much stock in that. It's nice to have an O, sure. Yeah. Not necessary. All the greats have taken defeats and learned from them and been better for them. Again, it's kind of like a badge of honor almost to say, hey, I went to war with this guy at this time. I didn't run from him. We fought. Matter of fact, we fought twice. We fought three times. You know, back in the day, you would fight a guy five, six times. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, historically, man, the O isn't as important as you think it may be. It's nice to have, but... uh, I feel like, you know, that has been way blown out of proportion over oh, yeah. the last decade. For sure. And,
1: you know, the fighter that most, you know, boxing pundits consider the greatest of all time, Sugar Ray Robinson. Oh, yeah. He called it a career with 19 losses. That's right. And so, you know, and these guys were fighting like almost every month, every three weeks. Right. Two weeks sometimes. They were highly active and and they, and they weren't just fighting anybody, you know, in, in that era. So to stay that active and fighting the level of opposition that you were fighting back then, you're going to take some
0: L's. Uh, listen, man, uh, Sugar Ray Robinson, and again, I agree is the greatest of all time, pound for pound. Uh, 171 wins, 19 losses, and 109 wins by knockout. It's insane. <laughs> did you did you hear what I said? <laughs> listen, man, people think, you know, you know and, now if you get 50 fights, that's a lot. That's a lot. 174 wins, 201 total fights. And, and you can check Professional on— Professional fights.
1: And you can check on Boxer. I'm not exactly sure, but I think at one point he was like 131-1. and one, That's right. That's right. Which is like—it's insanity. It's crazy. It'll never happen again. Never happen, happen again. It'll A- never happen absolutely again. Absolutely will not happen. I, and I think because uh, he lost when he was 40-0 and 0 to Jake LaMotta, and then he went on that huge winning streak. I think it surpassed Chavez because Chavez was 89-0, and 0, so I think he won like 90— right like that right to get to where he was at but it'll never be done again
0: absolutely man different era different time but this is one of the biggest fights uh happening this weekend man Javante Tank Davis me and you in agreement pretty much uh you're picking 11th round I'm picking 10th round uh KO for Tank or some type of stoppage KO TKO uh for Tank and um
1: and and let me reiterate one thing you know it it is not a mega fight, but it's a fight with mega implications right. for the future.
0: Right. And in right. In 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 people are calling this a super fight, mega fight. For me, that means a little bit different from how they're using it with this one. Again, major implications for the future and hopefully a new trend for these yeah. guys fighting each other when they're supposed to be fighting each other. I hope uh uh Errol
1: Spence and Tennis Crawford are taking notes. And, you know fellas. You know, make the damn fight. <laughs> yeah, you man, know. Come on.
0: I want to see that too, man. We'll get into that, but listen, real quick. Keep let's let's keep it moving here down the down the line. We've got a couple more things we're going to talk about on today's episode. Uh, How about this past weekend, man? In the heavyweight division, the big boys. uh, What some people are calling an upset. I know you're not necessarily too convinced that this was particularly an upset, but most people are calling it an upset. Big Bang Zhang. From China, the big uh, Chinese boxer, 25 wins, just one defeat, controversial, and he's got 20 knockouts. Uh, that uh, 20th stoppage came this past weekend when he shocked the juggernaut Joe Joyce, who falls to 15-1 and and 14 knockouts. Uh, Six-round stoppage uh, for Big Bang Zhang. Uh, a lot of people didn't see this one coming. What, what say you, man?
1: Well, you know, I wasn't very surprised. You know, I've, I've always uh, had a lot of respect for Zhang. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. I am not butchering yeah, yeah. it for him. Either way. But, uh, you know, uh, I think he uses his size very effectively. Big got guy. A, he's got a really good left hand. And, you know, he Joe Joyce could not get off this, this past weekend. It was uh, – Zhang was landing first, He was and he was using his size on him, and he was able to just get going. He landed the left hand at will and busted him up. Busted him up good. You know, um, and not only that, but I, I do think Zhang is uh, – the only thing with Zhang that I will say is that he does gas out. Sure, you know he gets tired, but uh, but he's got tremendous heart. He's got a lot of in, in the last fight with Hergovich. Yeah, you can tell he was exhausted, but he just willed himself and willed himself. And I thought he won that fight. I thought he got a you know a bad decision on that one. But uh, man, I'm happy to see him get this win. A lot of people are calling it ugh, calling it an upset, mm-hmm. but uh, not so much of an upset for me. You know, I think he's capable
0: to give a lot of heavyweights. A good fight. Absolutely. You know, I knew that this was going to be a good fight. I, I, You know, when I saw that this, you know, Zhang was the next opponent for Joe Joyce, who has been getting a lot of fanfare. Listen, had a big win over Daniel Dubois. Uh, was that a year ago, two years About, ago? And then he knocked out Parker, too. And he knocked out Parker. Yeah. I mean, he's looking good. He's looking like he could be getting better. And so you're like, okay, are we going to see the best Joe Joyce come out? Because he's probably going to need to be, right, to, uh, to beat Zhang. And, um, uh, well... No. Uh Zhang had a little something for him, you know. Yeah. And dude, he just couldn't miss with the left hand. I mean, just couldn't miss if he tried with that left hand and uh, gave Joe Joyce uh shockingly in the eyes of many his first loss. What does each guy go from here? Uh let's start let's start with the uh let's start with the winner, Zhang. Well, I mean, this lines him up. He's now in the mix. Yeah, well, if I'm
1: not mistaken, I think he's in line for like a WBO. Okay. Which that would be Usyk. Usyk. So, you know, there's an interesting matchup given size. I, yeah, the size I think and I think that's what um, that's what makes it interesting, the size. He could use it to his advantage. But if the fight goes past six rounds, you know, that's where, you know, I think Uzi can get going and, you know, take advantage of a tiring Zang. You know, that's an option. You know, he's got you know, he can look for someone like Deontay Wilder maybe, or he can get someone like even Andy Reese be a mm-hmm. good option for him. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be a you know, be a big fight. So I, I think he's he's in line to get some big big names now. You, you
0: think he's ready to go right in there with the top top uh, you know upper echelon of, of the heavyweight division? I don't know if he's exactly
1: ready for them, but he's but he's ready to take that challenge. Like he's uh, he set himself up
0: nicely to take that those fights. Sure, sure. He sure has. I mean, yeah. If he's a guy that they 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 can legitimately place that call into to say, hey, are you ready for this opportunity? Yeah, I mean... Yeah.
1: And with those, you know, with four of the big names, he'd be an underdog in at least three of them. Sure. But, I mean, he's, he's he set himself up for it. So, you know, it's, it's a good thing to, that he got that big win and he can, you know, make some money now.
0: He sure did. Uh, how about Joe Joyce, the juggernaut? He gets his first loss. Um, got beat pretty bad in that fight. Uh, where does he need to pick up the pieces? What's the next move for Joe Joyce?
1: Well, you know... It doesn't have to be the end of the road here for him. You know, he can definitely bounce back. He's probably going to need some confidence builders, you know, give himself back. But, you know, he's right in the, he's right in the mix, you know, with a lot of the mid-level guys, um, a lot of the middle-of-the-pack guys. You know, there's guys like Big Baby Miller mm. who came back not long ago. I see that. Uh, you know, Dillian White. There's a lot of names out there for him that he can – He's he can got build. options. He's got a lot of options, you
0: know. Um, would, would, would you – would you want to match him up with the up-and-coming or is this just too much of a, of a, of a, of a stretch here? Uh, you know, talk about Big Baby, not Miller. Anderson. Yeah, uh, uh, I mean, is that a fight that, that that could or should be made at this point, or is that know, too much on the line right
1: there? I actually think uh Anderson's ready for a title shot. I mean, the way he's looking. <laughs> so then, yes. I mean, I I, yeah. I, I would match him. I, I don't know that I, if I'm if I'm in Team Joyce, I know that I would match <laughs> no, him. We don't want that. Yeah. If I'm big 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 baby Anderson, yeah, give me that. You yeah, know, give me give a, me that. Yeah, let me eat. That's a great name. Yeah, <laughs> but uh you know, I was gonna say too, I wouldn't mind seeing him with like. Uh, Someone like Frank Sanchez. Oh yeah, Cross, you know FA Jogba, type of a, like a crossroads fight. Or that's a good. Like that. That's a good match. Um, so there's a lot of names there for him. Uh, yeah,
0: so he's again, he's got options here. Uh, I love to I love to hear that in the heavyweight division that there are so many matchups that could be made. Which Fernando yeah. leads me to my next question for you. Now, I have a hard time, especially in boxing, where so many things get rumored and there's speculation of things happening, but this seems to be catching some kind of momentum. And I've saw uh, 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 somebody throw a number out there, how much money was actually being invested into possibly making this happen. So I'm going to go ahead and bring it up at the risk of, of buying into rumors. Cause I hate doing that. A possible heavyweight tournament to take place probably in Saudi because they're, they're the ones putting up the money.
1: When they got a lot of money for A that.
0: lot of money that they are putting out there right now. What are your thoughts on this? They're talking about Fury versus Zusek, finally making that undisputed match happen. But possibly even on the undercard of what is being hyped as a potential super event, AJ versus Wilder, Anthony Joshua versus Deontay Wilder, and then, you know, winners facing each other. Later what are your on. thoughts on this? I mean, from a, at a glance... As someone who wants to believe it, it sounds amazing. I mean, yeah. what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it sounds incredible. It sounds too good to be true. It does sound too good to be <laughs> true.
1: Mean, it would be a huge night of boxing. Yeah. A huge night of boxing. My only thing is, you know, it sounds like we might be seeing Fury versus Wilder 4, and I do not want to see that again. <sighs> yeah. Because I don't see Joshua beating Wilder, if I'm being honest with you. And right. I, and I think Tyson Fury's size will be a major advantage, and I think he can take advantage of Versus Usyk, where someone like Zhang would wear out by the later rounds. I think right Fury's just he's on another level, and he's got great boxing IQ, great you know, great movement, great right. heavy movement, fast hands for a heavy, for heavyweight. I just don't see him losing that fight, and honestly, I mean, I, I don't want to see Wilder versus Fury four.
0: You know, I, I agree with you there. Now I'll see it if it means we get to see the other two fights. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Because let's let's go one by one here. Uh, so Fury versus Usyk, I agree with you. I think. Uh, at some point, skill can uh, counteract or cancel out a size advantage. But man, when the skill gap isn't that dramatic, the size is going to play more of a, a more of a role. And I, listen, I think Fury is a very skilled boxer. I mean, I, he's one of the best. I, I, he has to be. All time. Uh, he really is. I'm glad you said it because I, I feel the same way. Uh, so I think, again, the size will factor in. Because if the skill gap was wider and the size gap was smaller, I'd say there's an issue. But I don't think that's the case in this particular matchup. So I, I personally favor Fury in that uh, matchup against Usyk. Wilder and AJ, listen, here's how I feel about it. And this, this might be a little bit different from how you see things. Uh, I think Wilder hurts AJ. Yeah. I don't think it's out of the possi- realm of possibility that AJ could stun Wilder Again, these are heavyweights. That's yeah. why we love the heavyweight division. That's why we love boxing in general, but especially the heavyweight division. Um, I think stylistically, AJ has a chance here. Yeah. However, sure. man, there's something about that right hand. Yeah. Uh, to me, it's the biggest one hitter quitter in the history of the sport.
1: Yeah, for sure. Right? It's. Uh, I mean, it's up there with Joe Frazier's lift hook. Yeah. You know, Tommy Morrison had a huge lift hook. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, Ernie it, Shavers. You know, it's it's up there. It's it, up there for sure. I,
0: I I think it is up there. Uh, again, that's something that will always be debatable. In my opinion, if I had to pick one punch above all punches, it's Deontay Wilder's straight right hand, man. Yeah, I just yeah. I just think that, that that right there. It's an equalizer for sure. All he's got to do is touch it one time, and again, I don't see how AJ avoids that yeah. for twelve rounds. No,
1: I'm not. It won't go twelve at all. And you know, I mean, I can see, I can see. AJ dropping him a couple times. Sure, could happen. I, I just yeah. see, you know, Deontay Wilder has a lot more grit. He's a lot, a lot mentally tough. Yeah, you know, I mean, the man sued Tyson Fury just to get, you know, yeah. it, just
0: to get his ass whipped. You know, the third, the third time, third time, you have to sue to do that. So, which brings me to your point. So, let's say it happens that way. And we're, uh, listen, that's hypothetical. Usyk could win. AJ could win. We don't know. But let's just say it does happen that way. Uh, Fury gets the W. Wilder gets the W. Essentially, that would create a fourth fight with Fury and Wilder. I'm with you. I agree with you. That's not a fight I'm interested in at all because I feel like Tyson won all three fights. Yeah. Even though yeah. he was awarded two of them, and the first one was called a draw. a draw. Yeah. Um. But I thought Fury dominated all three fights. Why do I want to see that again?
1: Yeah. No, I mean, there's there's no sense in it. I mean, it was pure dominance the last two fights. I mean, it, if there was, you know some level of controversy or you know legitimate controversy legitimate yeah 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 you know,
0: Wilder's got a lot
1: of lot yeah. of reasons
0: why it's controversial yeah. but he may be the only one who believes those yeah. theories
1: but you know what that's something about Wilder that you know I kind of at the same time I kind of respect because you know he doesn't give in you know that you man know, he will not give you in. know I mean he you know I don't, he'll he'll make his excuses but you know the man is not afraid to take a risk that's you know, right he he arguably lost three times the last two were pretty hard you know pretty devastating losses right and I guarantee you, if he's offered a fourth opportunity, he'll take it, and he'll believe he can win. You know, whereas Joshua, you know, he can knock you down every round. If you hurt him, I don't know that he
0: might want to get up. You know, yeah. men- mentally, I don't think he's as tough as Wilder. You know, that's going to be one of the most frustrating things for me too, man. Just looking at AJ, who is a specimen of a human being. I mean, this guy—he looks like a cyborg. You know, yeah. like 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 he looks like. I think I said this in the last episode. If you were to cast a guy in a movie to be the heavyweight champion. You'd get AJ, yes, you know. Sure. He's just built like a mountain of of muscle, and and he's so athletic and quick, and got all these abilities. And for him to fight the way he's fighting, man, so timid, yeah. so just lacking so much confidence. It, it, and I'm not trying to knock the guy here. I, I'm I'm an AJ fan. Yeah. Um. It just it's hard to see. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No. I think something was taken out of him mentally. Sure. You know. Um. I think Reeves did it to him the first time, but I think Uzik finished the job. Hmm. And, uh, you know, judging just by that rant after the fight and everything, you can tell he was just going through a lot mentally. Right. And, you know, he might not be the same mentally, but, you know, he still has that power. You know, he still has his skills. So on any given night, he can give the best heavyweight in the world. He can give him a run for their money. You know, that's not in question. It's just his mental toughness this was not questioned,
0: and it is his mental it's not his heart AJ's got heart he showed that in the Klitschko fight yeah. he showed that in yeah, just sure. getting up during the Ruiz fights he's he showed that he has a ton of heart it is a mental thing uh if you ask me I think you're right on the money there um listen this is a hypothetical thing that could possibly be happening this heavyweight tournament I've heard that the number that I've heard is they are trying to invest upwards of 400 million dollars to make this happen that's big-time money. If that's the case, I think it does happen, but we'll it's, have yeah. to see. I, I, to me, it's just, again,
1: it it's seems too, too good to, to be down, true. Yeah. yeah, it does. And, that you know, I don't see anybody turning down that kind of money. No. And, you know, of course, the consequence would be just because, you know, and there's always surprises in boxing, but I believe the outcome of this would be, you know, Fury versus Wilder for, and I can't stress this enough. I don't want to see that to again. See that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to see that again. I agree. I do want to see the other fights. Yes. So if I've got to get that fight in order to, you May, know what I mean? You know, maybe if we throw in the clause, hey, if Wilder <laughs> and Fury win, let's just call the tournament good. <laughs> and, you know, let's have him move on to someone else or let's, let's do a doubleheader yeah. with those two guys fighting someone else. Now without,
0: we're asking too much. <laughs> you know, uh, Hurricane, <laughs> we're asking too much now, man. We're asking but, uh, too much now. But, yeah,
1: no, at this point, I think we would. I would sue for them not to, you know, <laughs> show me that fight. I do not want to see that a fourth time. There's I, no way.
0: I agree, man. I agree. Let's or, t- let, let's touch on a couple other issues here real quick, man. It was announced uh, officially now. Teofimo Lopez uh is going to be fighting. How you like this matchup? Josh Taylor, Teofimo, 18 and 1 with 13 knockouts. Josh Taylor, 19 and 0, 13 knockouts. What do you think of this matchup? Very intriguing. Yeah. Very intriguing for
1: the for the simple reason that both are coming off a very tough Fights where they both have to get off the canvas. Right. And they both won controversial decisions. Right. And so, you know, one of these fighters is going to have to show that he still has some in the tank. I, I'm out of the mindset that I think Taylor is probably still still at his peak. Sure. I, I think the cattle fight was maybe an aberration. Mm. And Teofimo, you know, he got caught in that hot mic moment you know the controversy about that and so I don't know I mean it could be all part of the show you know but (laughs) that's cause for concern for me you know when I heard when I heard him say that
0: and what what he said was he said do I still have it right yeah can can I still do this do I still have it he was caught on the mic after his last fight saying that in the ring later he tried to say oh I was just saying it so you guys would hear it I knew what I was doing of course you know I'm just trying to stir the pot he looked distressed when he said it yeah he did and uh it was very telling,
1: but, uh, you know, let's also, you know, be fair to him. Sandor Martin is no slouch. Right. You know, he's a really good boxer, and he he beat Mikey Garcia fair and square. Right. He outboxed him. He frustrated him. So, uh, Sandor Martin is very underrated. And so, he, he just had a rough night, and, and you know, till Teo had to dig deep, you know, but he got away with a controversial decision. And, uh, I mean, it, that could mean a lot of things, too. Do I still got it? I mean— it could mean a lot of things.
0: Well, and, and I think also, too, man, about the the Sander Martin fight, uh, for the statement that Tio Fimo was trying to make, the style of fight he was trying to fight, Sander Martin had a really bad style for him to fight that kind of fight. Um, still, maybe you would hope he could have got, got it done, but I think stylistically it was a little bit tougher for him to fight that kind of fight where he was looking for the highlight reel you know, punch yeah. and knockout yeah. and statement. Um, he needed to fight a more smart tac- yeah. uh, tactical fight. Instead, he was just trying to – he was in highlight mode. He was yeah. trying to get that big ca- yeah. statement KO. Yeah,
1: you know he was. And, and you know, also the, the, the next big question with Teo is, is it time for a new team? Mm-hmm. You know. Boy. You know, I know these father-son combos That's can, tough. you know, go far in boxing and there, there's a lot of famous father-son combos. But, you know, at the same time, you know, it could be a situation where you know the the father ain't telling ain't telling him what he needs to do, or right. You know, it could be something like that. And uh, uh, just as much as it's been successful, I probably even more cases where it's been
0: unsuccessful. Yeah,
1: you know, and uh, there's always falling out. I mean, Shane Mosley and his dad, you know, they mm-hmm. they end up parting ways for a while. Um, so you know, this it, it's very hard to see a successful father son team. Right. Outside of Danny Garcia, because they're doing it right. Oh, man, they're doing a great job. They're doing a great job. And amazing have continued job. to do so his you know, entire career. The support. Garcias are doing a, a hell of a job. Yeah. And, but it, it's it's very challenging, you know. And sometimes, you know, a father might not tell you exactly what you need to hear in the ring. Right. I mean, and, and like I said, maybe their situation is great, and we're just speculating. But it could be time for a new team. It could be. I think
0: that's a great observation. Uh, Josh Taylor, ain't nothing to play with, man. No. No. He's a... Easily in the top ten, pound for pound, right now, um,
1: you know, tremendous boxer. Nineteen and 0, 13 19 knockouts. Nineteen and zero, I man. I saw what he did to um, Jose Carlos Ramirez. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was a good fight. You know, really good fight. But you know, he's got. A, I, I love the way he throws his uppercut. I love the way he throws his uppercut. And you know, it's going to be a. Uh, what's going to be intriguing about this fight too is, did Teofimo come up to one forty, and is he taking the challenge too soon? Mm. Has he settled into one forty yet? Because if I'm not mistaken, this is his second fight, right, at 140? That's another question for this fight that that needs to be asked. I mean, is it too soon?
0: Well, you know what? Funny take on this, man. Tell me what you think about this. This is how I feel. Just like I was kind of highlighting earlier that, that, you know, Sander Martin – was bad stylistically for Teo. I actually think Josh Taylor stylistically is better for Teofimo. I know that may sound backwards and crazy. That's just my personal take. Um, and hopefully this is one of those things I can come back to and be like, see what I meant? Yeah, see yeah. what I told you? Or I could be completely wrong, right? But I just think stylistically he's going to be – I think there's going to be more of a fire firefight. And I think Teofimo does better in firefights uh, rather than – again. He was trying to f- have a firefight against Sander Martin, and, and Martin was trying to box his head off, and that's kind of what <laughs> kind of what happened, yeah. you know. Um,
1: I but, would just say as long as he does not get reckless, sure, you know. Uh, I think he was trying, like when he fought Cambosis, he was trying to put him out, yeah, and then he got caught in the first round and he got dropped. He got dropped, yeah, and uh, so he can't get reckless with someone like like Josh Taylor. Very true. He's got to be he's gonna be on his p's and q's for for this guy, um, but yeah, he, he he can be on a, on on his best night. He can beat the best fighters in the world. You saw what he did to Lomachenko. Right. You know, if he dictates the pace, you know, throws his jab, works the body, his straight right to the body was really effective against uh, Loma. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I think if he just gets going first and and, and stays going, mm-hmm. you know, uh, doesn't concede, you know, the rhythm of the fight to Taylor, I think Taylor can do big things in this fight. He can pull out what to me would be an upset because I honestly think Taylor's probably going to edge this one out. Wow, that's that's how you are picking early on. I uh, I'm from just right now just a of pure instinct and the little the little bit I've I've seen and
0: I I, I got Taylor Edge in it right now. Interesting. We're going to have to talk um, about this cuz I I'm, I'm for some reason, I don't know what it is. For some <laughs> reason, I think Teofimo female returns to form here. I would like to see it happen. I'm a fan of Tail. Yeah. Uh
1: you know, you know Taylor's a beast, man, and you know, um I keep going back to that, do I still got it comment? You know, like. <laughs> you can't get that. You I can't, can't shake that one. I, I can't shake that, you know, when a, you know, <laughs> you're know you a top fighter and you're asking yourself that, you know, it implicates some doubts. Sure. You know, I don't know what all he's got going on. I mean, like I said, he, he could have just been, like he said, for the show, it could have just been him saying that because he knew he was aware of the of mic. The mic's Mike's I on, been. yeah. But, you I mean, oh, know, he did say it. And, you know, it. if I had, if I was uh, telling up, you know, Mental edge at this point, I'd give it to Taylor. Yeah, that's a that. big edge, yeah. And uh, and so yeah, that's that's kind of where I, I would lean, you know, to in the mental edge. I would I would give it to Taylor, and and he's still in his peak. You know, he's still in his peak. I, I think Taylor's in his peak too, but he he's coming off that loss to Cambosis, and then he didn't perform as as he wanted to with Sandor Martin. So I don't know, man. They're, they both kind of have something to prove, though.
0: That's know? what I think It's a great fight. I, I'm excited for it. Uh, I think it's going to be a great fight. Again, I think it's too early on for us to put official picks in. But I know where you're at now. You kind of know where I'm at now. Yeah. We, we got more to talk about oh, when yeah. it comes and, to and, this matchup.
1: And I will and do my homework on this, too, yeah. and I'll study it properly. But just off of, if you were going to ask me today, yeah, I would say uh,
0: Taylor edges it. See, if we were betting today, we'd, we'd be shaking hands right now, putting a little bit of money on the line. <laughs> Uh, we need a sponsor for that, by the way. Uh, <laughs> real quick, man, you, you mentioned the name there, uh, Lomachenko. Vasily Lomachenko, currently 17 wins, 2 defeats, 11 knockouts. An amateur career that, I mean, is above all amateur careers. It's damn near mythical. Yeah, it, it really is. It really is. Uh, Vasily Lomachenko, he's got his next fight against... Devin Haney, 29 and 0, 15 knockouts. And we talked a little bit uh, the other night when we were getting ready to set up to come record the the show today. I think Devin Haney at this moment, and this is just my opinion is really coming into his own. I think this is a tremendous matchup. It's a big opportunity for Devin for sure.
1: Um, He's going to have to make uh, Loma respect his power because Loma respected Taylor's power early on. And you know, I mean, I don't know if it was just a case of Loma downloading the info and waiting too long to get going. Right, but it took him a long time to get going with Teo and because he respected his power, so Devin Haney is going to have to make him respect his power too. And he does have a size advantage over Leo. He's got uh, Teo, uh, Loma. Sorry,
0: he's got a he's got a heck of a size advantage. I saw them standing next to each other, and I was like, wait a minute. I mean, that's significant.
1: Yeah, no, he's he's a big dude. He can probably come up to one forty, you know, forty seven down the line. Uh, so he's a, he's, a big, he's a big lightweight,
0: for sure. And it seems like he's getting bigger. He's starting to fill out a little bit Yeah, bigger, which, which, which really is maybe why I'm really like, man, I don't know. I think this might be a bad time for Lomachenko to be taking this fight. But uh, listen, let's not sell Loma short. The guy is an incredible boxer.
1: Yeah, incredible boxer. One of the best pure boxers that I've seen, you know, in, in over the last 20 years, 20, 30 years. Just an incredible pure boxer. You know, he's going to have to get going a lot sooner than he did with Teo. Right. You know, he's going to have to do this from third, fourth, right now. And he can't download the info on this one. Right. He's going to have to get going. Um, if he's able to do that and he does not respect uh, Haney's power, I can see Loma pulling this one off.
0: Okay. So look, this fight's scheduled for May 20th. I guess we can go ahead and put a pick out there now. Well, obviously, we'll be talking more about this as we get closer to the fight. But as it stands right now, at the time of this program, uh, you're siding with. Man, uh, so what I'm going to say is
1: if he if he gets going earlier, I think it's going to be Loma. Lomachenko. But, you know, I can also see it play out similar like the tail fight did, and, you know, he gives away a few rounds. It could be a, a you know, a tale of two fights, you know, two half of the fights or whatever. I could see this being a controversial split decision mm. for either one, but I think – the judges will find the boxing gods will finally smile on Lomachenko in a close in a close split decision. <laughs> I know he lost to uh, to Salito and yeah. uh, you know uh, he lost to Teo, but I know right. he feels he won because you know towards the end he got going. Right, but I think the the boxing gods will smile on Loma, and I think he'll benefit from a close controversial split decision. And that's my pick as of right now.
0: As of right now, right. We're going to talk more about this closer to the fight. Uh, It's funny, man. I'm actually on the other side here. I think Devin Haney, again, is just coming into his own. I don't think we've seen the best Devin Haney yet. I think he's getting better every time out. I think he's getting bigger. I think he's getting stronger. I think he's getting sharper. And the size difference, you factor that in. I just think Haney is in his moment right now. Um, but again, we will discuss this further detail as we get a little bit closer. great matchup though
1: yeah it's, it's gonna be a great match. It's very intriguing uh and again, you know, you never know if Loma gets old overnight, you know this could be you know a big night for Devin at that point, absolutely, but uh you know, as it stands right now, I'm judging it by what i by what I've been seeing i you know I don't think he's gotten old yet, and uh you know, I'm anxious to see if Haney's got that kind of power that will make Loma respect it, you know,
0: yeah. Yeah, I, and that that's going to be the big key to it all, right? Is he going to have that pop uh, to make Loma respect it? Stay off him, be a little less aggressive. Because once Loma decides he's going for the kill, he's relentless. Yeah, uh, and he's so sharp that it's hard to, to to get away from him. So I think this is going to be a great matchup. Looking forward to covering that a little bit more. Uh, before we wrap up, though, man, on today's program, by the way, uh, Fernando Hurricane Rivas, man, thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, thank you for having me here,
1: man. You know, I know we've been talking about this for a long time. And, you know, it just, it's a. Uh, I'm just happy to be here, man. I love talk, talking boxing with you, man.
0: Hey, man, we're going to do a lot more of that. But before we leave, uh, something I did want to highlight here, real quick. This is kind of a side note. Coming up on the 28th of this month, uh, Big George Foreman, the movie, uh, will be released. Uh, what are some of your thoughts on George? And are you excited for this uh, new movie release? Because I've always said, man, if, <laughs> George is definitely a guy that deserves. The Hollywood treatment—you got to make a movie about this guy. What a story! Yeah. What a life! What yeah. what a you know ups and downs and different aspects to cover on George. Uh, what are your thoughts on Big George Foreman? And, and are you excited for the
1: movie? Oh, I'm excited for the movie. You know, because uh, you know for a nostalgia factor. You know, I was like, I think I was nine years old when he beat Michael Moore. <laughs> so yeah. to relive that, you know, and hopefully they they have somebody doing the Jim Lampley on there saying it oh. happened, it happened. Even just take the audio, take the audio or Run something. Down. That'd be great. Yeah. But you know George Foreman, man. What's remarkable about him is he had two different careers. You know, um, he was he was Tyson before Tyson.
0: He really was back in the seventies. Big
1: bad scary guy. You know, in the eighties it was Tyson, in the sixties it was Sonny Liston, but in the seventies it was Foreman. That dude was the baddest man on the planet. You know, if you ever want to see how scary he was, look up his fight with Joe Frazier. (sighs) I mean, my God.
0: He lifted him off the ground that last knockdown, uh, knock, knockdown. I couldn't believe it. When you watch that fight, and, and, you know, we are in the age where you can just go YouTube right now. Look at George Foreman versus Joe Frazier. Joe Frazier, obviously, you know, coming off his big wins, uh, his fight with Ali. And for for him to get in there with George, and George just beat him. Yeah. I mean, beat him the way he did. Savage beat down. Just beat him him all over the ring man falling all over the place couldn't never gather himself because he was getting just pummeled yeah uh i mean it's it's quite it's quite an impressive performance from big george yeah. um that was one half of his career yeah and you know you know one more thing about that fraser
1: fight before we you know go on to mm-hmm. the next half of his career yeah that was probably the closest I've you know that I've seen because I saw i saw the highlights you know when I was younger and it was the closest I've seen to, like, Michael Myers. <laughs> sure, sure, In the ring, you know. Sure, yeah. The man, he it was, was an assault. Blank stare, just, you know, pummeling the man, you know, almost, you know, like no emotion whatsoever. He was scary. He was a scary, scary. dude in the 70s. And then in the 80s, he comes back, and he's like a happy-go-lucky, <laughs> you know, religious guy. And, Bald
0: dude. Yeah. Big
1: belly. You know, just happy to be there in a way. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, he had two, two careers, and they were both very successful. Very you know? successful. And, uh, yeah, I mean, one of the... I think it's the greatest comeback in boxing history. Really. Has to be. I think I, mean, I, I can't think of another fighter that took that much time out, right, and came back to become champion again, right. You know, uh, I
0: think you know. Vinny Pazienza has Vinny, you Vinny know, Vinny was, was, a, did. was a great comeback. I mean, his yeah,
1: his story is pretty well documented. You know, there was a guy named Edor Joffrey from mm-hmm. Brazil that came back and became champion, but you know, no, I don't think it was uh, as grand. As it was, you know, for George Foreman. I mean, the heavyweight championship of the world meant something in the 90s. Absolutely. You know, it was in the four-belt era like we are now. You right. Know, back then, you know, to be the heavyweight champion, it meant you were the baddest man on the planet. The, the man. man, yeah. You know, so for him to do that, I think, was he 45 years old when he yeah, did it? right. You know, and knocked down Michael Moore. That was a huge moment
0: in boxing. Oh, man. I mean... I, I remember it to this day I was young when it happened uh, but I remember it very vividly you know as, as as someone who has always loved this sport since I was a child and uh just being astonished by it and never never it never was lost on me I knew how significant that was um, for him to again have that big gap in his career come back totally different version of himself uh, and get that w man against Michael Moore who was by, at the time trained by Teddy Atlas which and And Foreman did it coming off a loss. That's right. He
1: he did it coming off a loss to Morrison, by the way. That's right.
0: To do that and pull the upset was pretty remarkable in itself. Absolutely, man. And uh, to this day, man, George uh, seems to have uh, withstood the test of time, man. Still gives a great interview, has a great smile, apparently still collects a lot of checks from those grills. (laughs) You know what I
1: mean? He's done very well for himself. Yeah, no, he's won. He's won in life. He's won at everything, man. He's, uh, you know – a man, sure. of, a
0: man of faith, all those things. He's one of the greats,
1: you know, for sure. For I, sure,
0: I, I would definitely say so, man. I'm very much looking forward to Big George Foreman again coming out uh, April 28th in theaters. Uh, I will definitely be uh, checking that out and supporting that one. Uh, brother, they can sound our music. We're almost all out right. of here, man. Yep.
1: <laughs> hey, out. man. It's been a pleasure, man, to be here. You know, we talked about this for a long time, man. So
0: I'm, I'm very happy to do this. Hey man, we're well glad to have you here. Uh Fernando Hurricane Revis, man, uh riding with me today here. Fair ones and fairways. Didn't get any golf in there today, but we will be of course be throwing some more in there uh pretty consistently uh in these programs. We appreciate it just big fight coming up this weekend. tank Davis, Ryan Garcia, who are you picking? Who are you got? I know I put my money I, I say I like get 10th round. Davis wins. And I said eleven rounds for, for Tank. Well. Pretty much on the same page here. Let us know what you think, man. Uh, go to our social media pages, follow us there. Fair ones and fairways, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you. And we will see you again for another episode. Have a great weekend.